What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 132 of the Tatiana Harness podcast. First of all, thank you all for tuning in today. I'm really excited to get to it as today I will be going over women's college basketball as we are about to be. Oh, today we are five days into the women's college basketball season. So I'll go over like the a couple of the teams that I think are like super strong, some of the upsets, just any information you may have missed. Before getting into that, I know my high school basketball season starts officially one week from today. We have our first game, so I am extremely excited for that to start as we've been working all of preseason, also known um, as since the last week of August, we have been in preseason, so super long, but I'm really excited to get to it and looking forward to a great season with a great group of girls and a great um, coaching staff as well. Okay, so I'll just get right into it since there's so much to say. I feel like today's going to be a long episode, which I'm really excited for. Um, But we'll start with the number one seed in which I'll say um, ESPN also had LSU Tigers at number one as well as I did. Um, LSU, man. Okay, so it's been an interesting start to the year as they uh, uh, they lost their first game of the season, which was extremely upsetting. Um, a lot of people weren't expecting it, but they were facing uh, Colorado, who's ra- who was ranked. Actually, no, I'm not going to go over the other team's rankings yet. Um, but they ended up uh, losing to Colorado 92-78. to so it wasn't even a like a close game whatsoever. So the box score from this game, I'll start off with I'm just gonna talk about the LSU Tigers this game, in which let's see, Michaela Williams, who is a freshman this year, she was in the starting lineup and she did um the best out of just about anybody. She ended up with 17 points and with four rebounds. And after that, Angel Reese had 15 points and 12 rebounds. Haley Van Lith had 14 points and 7 assists. And then off the bench, we had Samaya Smith, who she put in 16 points and 5 rebounds. So she was strong. Uh, Two stars' names that you did not hear was Anissa Morrow. She had 6 points in this game. She went 2 for 9 from the field, but she only played 18 minutes as well as Flaugie Johnson. She only had three points and one rebound. She only took three shots, and when she was one for three, and she only played 18 minutes as well. So I find that really interesting. Um, People that got a decent amount of minutes off the bench was Samaya Smith. She had 26 minutes, so she was extremely effective when she was in the game. She also went six from eight from the field. Um, And then Katari Pools, she played 16 minutes, but she had five turnovers when she was in, so definitely did not produce in her minutes. And El Poa, she uh, played 13 minutes, and she ended up with two points and assists. Didn't really hurt the team that much, but also didn't help a ton either. So I feel like this this game was interesting. I was definitely surprised by it. Let's see, the LSU, they shot 43% from the field, 44 just about. And they only took 60, they went 29 of 66. They're used to scoring like really high. I know 78 is still decent, but I don't know. Um, They only shot 10 three-pointers total, in which they were 4 for 10. So shooting 40% is decent. Although they did miss 8 free throws, which uh, 8 points doesn't really change this game too much. Um, But at the same time, that's still a lot. Um, also, they had 19 turnovers as well as 20 fouls. So they 
they turned the ball over a ton. Unfortunately, I did not get to watch this game, so I can't speak on, like, how the game flowed or anything like that. Um, but just looking at the stats and everything, it seems like it was a really sloppy, sloppy game just in general. Um, and I said it from the beginning. I think it's interesting because it's going to be hard for LSU because they really have to, like, log in, know how to play within each other as both Anissa Morrow and Haley Van Lift have are used to being the star players on the team, taking all the shots. Um, they just have to learn how to gel together. Um, so with that being said, they did end up losing to Colorado, which was very, very unfortunate um, to see. But good for Colorado. I mean, they fought. It was a good game for them, in which we'll get to Colorado in just a couple of minutes. Actually, maybe not a couple minutes. Maybe in a little bit. <laughs> um, the second game that LSU played, they played against Queens University Royals, in which thankfully they blew this team out and they won 112 to 55. This was a much easier game, but also a much better game as well. Uh, Samaya Smith ended up getting the start over Anissa Morrow in this game, which in my opinion was the right call. Samaya Smith had a really good game last game, and she had another great game, which she had 21 points and 8 rebounds. So I think that somebody, even though in my um, preview for LSU I said the key player was Flaugie Johnson, I could see Samaya Smith being a key player as well with everything um, I see her doing and all her highlights and stuff. Um, but outside of Samaya Smith in this game, we also had Angel Reese, who had 28 points and 14 rebounds. Um, Flaugie Johnson in the starting lineup had 13 points and 6 rebounds. Um, let's see, Anissa Morrow off the bench had 16 points and 4 rebounds. Everybody played a decent amount of minutes in this game, so it was pretty um, evened out. Uh, also in there, Flaugie Johnson, she also had 3 blocks. That's pretty crazy. Um, Wait, I'm reading that right? Yeah, I'm reading that right. For a guard, she had three blocks. So LSU is currently 1-1 one one, um, in general, in which, crazy in my opinion. They are actually right now, in which by the time I release this, will probably be over, playing Miss, Miss Valley State, in which they are currently about to end soon. There's seven minutes left in the fourth, and LSU is winning 89-38. to They're playing Mississippi Valley State. Um, I'll just give you a quick live update. Samaya Smith is in the starting lineup again, going crazy. She has 21 points and 11 rebounds. Michaela Williams has 20 points. Injuries has 14 points, 9 rebounds. Anissa Mara has 14 points and 5 rebounds off of the bench. And El Poa got the start over Flaugie Johnson. So obviously Kim Mulkey is messing around with the starting lineup to see which um, which squad, squad is really going to like gel together, what should be done there, you know. Um, let's see, some of some of the upcoming games for LSU, we have Kent State on the 14th, uh, Southeastern Louisiana on the 17th, Texas Southern on the 20th. The next time they play, like, two big schools, uh, they play Virginia on the 25th, and then the number, and then we, then they play the ranked Virginia Tech on the 30th. So, they've got some, they got a couple more easier games, um, to be able to, well, at least in my opinion, easier games to gel together, really get to know how each other play and everything before they really get to the big games, which they absolutely have to win, which, in my opinion, they definitely won't be ranked number one once the new rankings come out either, actually, tomorrow, they'll come out tomorrow. Um, also, while I'm talking, I have this game on right now, NC State versus UConn, and I am shocked because UConn's ranked number two, in which this is the team I'm getting to right now, is uh, number two UConn, in which I believe did i also agree 
Yes, I also had UConn at number two in my personal rankings. Um, and so it's crazy because right now NC State is winning 75-63 to 63 with five minutes left in the fourth quarter. That's pretty crazy, um, especially because UConn has had a great start to the season. They played Dayton um, in their first game, and so they were currently 1-0. In which by the time I finish talking about them and get to the next team, maybe this game will be over and I can speak to you guys about it. Um, but they beat Day in 102-58, to so it definitely wasn't close. Um, in this game, Aaliyah Edwards, she had 23 points and 9 rebounds as well as 2 blocks. Azzy Fudd had another good game. She had 13 points. She shot... Three of seven from the three-point line, so decent. Definitely expecting for her to hit a couple more of those heading into um, some bigger games. We had Paige Buecker's back with her return. She only played 21 minutes, but she had eight points, seven rebounds, four assists. She was three of nine from the field, when she's certainly having a better game tonight, uh, right now, which I'll get to. Um, Carolyn Ducharme and Nika Mule both had 10 points. Um, off the bench, Aubrey Griffin had a good game. She only played 15 minutes as she's just returning back from injury in which she had 12 points, 5 rebounds. And Q Samuels, what's her first name? Cadence. Cadence Samuels, she had 11 points, so she had a um, pretty good game. As well as KK Arnold, the rookie. Uh, I keep on wanting to say rookie. The freshman, 8 points and 7 assists. They shot well. They shot 50%. They shot 78 shots total. They only had 8 turnovers in this game, so it was a very clean game for them. And they shot 41% from the three-point line, shooting 24 threes, which is crazy. Um, right now, as you heard me say, they are currently losing to NC State. Now they are losing by um, 11, in which in this game currently, I'll update you guys on the final score once it's over. But Paige Buckers is having a great game, like I said. She has 20 points. Aaliyah Edwards has 19. Nobody else. Azzy Fudd is struggling. She's only 4 from 11 from the field, in which she only has 9 points. And then Caden Samuels off the bench has 11, and that's about it. And they've gone through just about everybody on the bench, rotating people through, as it seems like they are definitely struggling. Um, UConn has a really tough schedule. Excuse me. UConn has a really tough schedule ahead of them as they play um, a, top, uh, a ranked team in Maryland on the 16th. Then they play Minnesota on the 19th. Then they play a top-ranked UCLA on the 24th. And then Kansas on the 25th. And then you have ranked team after ranked team that they're um, having to play. So it should be interesting to see. I feel like UConn has a really tough schedule. And I'll make sure to update you guys on the final score of this game once it's over. Okay, at the number three spot, we have Iowa Hawkeyes. Man, this has been a really exciting squad to watch so far. And most of you know Caitlin Clark. I feel like she's like the face of women's basketball right now. Um, but they're crushing it. And I think, oh, so ESPN had them ranked at number three. Did I as well? I didn't. So I had Iowa really low um, because I personally felt like it was kind of just the Caitlin Clark show. Um, so I actually had Iowa ranked at number nine. I had them ranked really low. Um, but then again, this was just my opinions going into the start of the season. Um, but certainly they have uh, doubted me or not doubted me, but they've proved me wrong. They've proved me wrong in how low I've ranked them so far. 
But in their first game, Iowa, they played against Fairleigh Dickinson, in which they won 102-46, to putting up big numbers. Kaylin Clark was the star of the show, as always. She had 28 points, 10 assists, and 7 rebounds, 3 rebounds away from a triple-double. Um, another top performer was Hannah Stulk, I believe is how you say her name, last name, Stulk, in which she had 22 points and 9 rebounds. Um, you also had, I believe her name is Sarah. Oh, Sharon Goodman. Sharon Goodman. She had 19 points and four rebounds. She is their new center, and she's actually really tough at finishing around the basket. She's also a great free throw shooter. This whole team's a great free throw shooting team, but she went five for five on her free throws. And then off the bench, we had um, a, a Fulter. She had 11 points and six rebounds, and O'Grady had nine points. So um, lots of points overall they had one two three four players in double digits um and so that was pretty impressive they shot the ball actually pretty terrible from the three-point line outside of Kaylin Clark who went four for nine they shot six of 28 in total which left them at 21 percent from three um so definitely want to step up those numbers especially since a team like uh Iowa is a high three-point shooting team and they shoot a lot of threes now, this game was a one for the books. This was a great game um, in which it, we had number three, Iowa against, I won't say their ranking yet, but Virginia Tech. So this ended up being really close and going down to the wire in which Iowa ended up winning 80-76. to Caitlin Clark, man, she's so impressive. She had 44 points, 8 rebounds, and 6 assists. Um, Stuhlk added in there 12 points and 4 rebounds. Well, um, who? Kate Martin, uh, Kennedy, I believe her name's Kennedy, but Kate Martin had 10 points. And then off the bench, Fjordbouch had 8 points. And then of Volter, even though she only scored 2 points, she had 14 rebounds, so she played strong in the inside. Um, in this game, Kaylin Clark shot 31 shots, which is insane, but makes the most amount of sense, in my opinion. Uh, hopefully, she can step up her 3 point shooting just a little bit. Um, actually, more than a little bit. She shot 5 from 16 from the 3. Um, a lot of her points, she had 13 points from the free throw line, though. And she was 13 of 17. I feel like that's what kind of um, kept it close. She missed every all the free throws um, taken by the Iowa. Um, but overall, this was just one heck of a game, and Caitlin Clark just really stepped up and led uh, the Hawkeyes to this win. There's not much more to say other than that. Um, so at this point, Iowa is 2-0. They are currently playing Northern Iowa, in which there's only three minutes left in this game. And Iowa is up 87-46. to uh, Right now, Kaylin Clark has a triple-double. She has 24 points, 10 rebounds, 11 assists. Uh, Stuhlk has 16.7 rebounds. Gabby Marshall has 17 points. And from now on, the rest of the bench is just playing, in which she's emptying out the bench. <laughs> so Iowa Hawkeyes will definitely go 3-0 and um, going, going three games into the season. Next game they play is Kansas State on the 16th, and then they play Drake on the 19th. Um, the next time that they face a top-ranked team isn't until, like, January, unless the rankings change a little bit. Um, so they have a while to really gel with each other and see what it's like playing with somebody like Caitlin Clark, who is absolutely insane. 
Okay, going into the next team at number four in uh, ESPN opinion is UCLA Bruins. I also had UCLA ranked at number four. Um, so this is a, oh shoot, lots of agreement here. Okay, cool. So for UCLA, they are currently 2-0 and to start the season. Um, they, played, they played Purdue in their very first game of the season in which they won 92-49. to So it wasn't even close. We obviously know that they got the transfer um, from Stanford. Lauren Betts has officially transferred to UCLA, and she played her first game, and she did her thing. She had 20 points and seven rebounds, so it was really awesome to see her playing. London Jones in the starting lineup. This is who I – oh, actually, I can't say it yet because I haven't posted it. I'm going to post it. Um, it's a similar thing that I did for LSU, like those four slides that I had. Um, I did that for a couple of other teams as well, and so I will be posting those soon. Um, but London Jones, she had 20 points as well. Um, also adding in there was Dugalik, who had 13 points. Kiki Rice had 10 points and 10 assists. Charisma Osborne had, 10, had 11 points, 7 assists, 5 rebounds. Um, and after that, it was mainly just a bench, but... They played really well. They shot 54% from the field and 46% from the three-point line, which was pretty impressive. Um, but I just think UCLA plays so well to, to, with each other. There's not really much selfishness on this team. Um, I mean, you would think that with 20 points from um, Betts and Jones that they'd take most of the shots, but they really didn't. Lauren Betts only took 11 shots, and London Jones only took 14. So just pretty consistent. Um, I'm sorry, pretty efficient um, in my opinion. The second game they played, they played UC Riverside, in which they won this game as well, 90-52. to And in this game, it was they had the entire starting lineup scored in double digits. And so we'll start. Kiki Rice had 18 points. Gabrielle Hawkes had 18 points and 7 rebounds. London Jones had 15 points. Lauren Betts had the 14. Oh, my gosh. Lauren Betts had 14 points. And 15 rebounds, super strong on the glass. And Charisma Osborne had 13 points and 11 rebounds, as well as 5 assists. Um, I do want to see their bench. I mean, the bench kids are always playing um, in double-digit minutes. But I definitely want to see them like executing more, maybe getting more opportunities, scoring more. As in this game, they only had 12 bench points. And I believe it was probably somewhat around the same in the game against Purdue as well. And so I do want to see the bench get a little bit more involved as UCLA starts to play like bigger and better teams as I feel like that'll be pretty important. Um, The next game that they play is Bellarmine on the 12th and then they play a tough Princeton team on the 17th and then they'll face um, who is now ranked currently number two which is UConn um, on the 24th. So they got um, one their next game, it should definitely be a blowout, in my opinion. And then Princeton and UConn are two pretty tough teams who know how to run their sets, that's for sure. Um, okay, at number five, we have the Utah Utes. Uh, in ESPN opinion, number five, I have the Utah Utes at number six. And so pretty close in range right there. Um, oh, my gosh. Okay, wait, before I start talking about Utah, NC State is really about to win this game. That's insane. 
Uh, NC State is with 16 seconds left in the fourth quarter at the free throw line um, is Hayes, but NC State is winning 88 to 81 over UConn, which is crazy. Oh my gosh. Definitely was not expecting a loss from UConn this early in the season, but dang, they sure did lose. Okay, so Utah Utes, their very first game of the season, they put up some high numbers. They uh, played Mississippi Valley State, in which Utah won 104 to 45. It wasn't even close. Um, you have their superstar, Alyssa Peely. She had 26 points, but she went 7 of 7 from the field, and she went 2 for 2 from the three-point line, and she, had, she went 10 from 12 from the free throw line. So she's currently, or she was, um, 100% from the field after her first game this season. And then we had Jean Neepkins, who had 18 points, 8 assists, and 8 rebounds. She's always been pretty tough for Utah. Um, you had Johnson and Palmer each had 10 points. And then off the bench, Lainey White had 15 points as well. Ooh, good for her. I watched a couple of her high school games not too long ago when she was playing, I believe, for Modern Day High School. So it's pretty cool to see her executing at such a high level. Um, Utah, I don't know. There's not much to say about this game. Obviously, they played really well. Um, then their second game that they played was South Carolina State, in which they won this game 108-48, to putting up more big numbers, even bigger numbers than last time. Um, let's see, in this game, Palmer had 21 points and 6 rebounds, 6 assists. Alyssa Peely had 18 points and 10 rebounds. Neepkins had 16 points, 6 assists, and 5 rebounds. And then off the bench, Ross had 11 points and 6 rebounds, so... Pretty efficient game overall for Utah. It seems like they're just executing really well, um, playing really clean games as they had, I believe it was 10 turnovers in each game. Um, could be wrong on that because I did not look 100% in the first one. Um, but the next game that they play, they play against Baylor on the 14th. And I'm talking, yeah, they play against Baylor on the 14th, in which Baylor is a ranked team. And so that should be a really good game. Excited to see as that'll be their first real test of the season. Okay, number six, South Carolina. Um, ESPN has them ranked number six. I had South Carolina like I had South Carolina ranked number eighteen. I know I got a lot of hate for that one, and it's definitely coming back on me right now, as they've had an excellent start to the season, in which they played their two first games. Their two first opening games were against two um, top fifteen ranked teams, in which they got huge W's for both of them. Um, before I get into that. NC State officially won the game 92 to 81 over UConn, which is absurd in my opinion because South Carolina could now move up to the number one ranked spot. In my opinion, I think they'll be number two because since LSU and UConn both lost, neither of them will be number one. Um, and so, in my opinion, I'm going to put Iowa at number one and South Carolina at number two. Um, shoot, that's still surreal to me. I can't believe that NC State just beat UConn. Um, okay, shoot. So this game, South Carolina, they played against Notre Dame, which Notre Dame um, is a top 10 ranked team, actually, and they blew them out. So South Carolina won this game 100 to 71. wasn't even close. This game, Camilla Cardoso, it just wasn't even fair. Camilla Cardoso had 20 points and 15 rebounds, as well as four blocks. Literally all that happened in this game was Full Wiley and Pow Pow just threw lobs over the top to Cardoso, and then she just caught it and got it back up, and she finished around the basket. Super tough. Um, so it was really tough for Notre Dame to guard that. 
Um, off the bench for Wiley, I'm sure most of you guys saw her surreal finish that she had. If you haven't, literally all you have to do is search up her name and then it, like insane finish and it'll pop up right away. It was pretty insane. Um, for Wiley off the bench had 17 points, 6 assists, and 6 steals. She brings a different type of energy to the game, that's for sure. Uh, Tahina Pow-Pow in the starting lineup, she had 14 points and 6 assists. Raven Johnson had 11 points and 7 assists. And Fegan off the bench had 12 points and 4 rebounds. Um, they shot pretty well, 54% from the field, only 14 turnovers. They had 11 blocks in total, so it's just a block party down low. South Carolina officially 1-0 after their first game against Notre Dame. And then they just finished... Oh, shoot. I clicked the wrong game. Then they just finished this game not too long ago against Maryland, who is a top 15-ranked team in which South Carolina won again, 114-76. to I find it impressive that in their first two games, they played against two ranked teams and they beat both of them, who are ranked in the top 15, too. Um, in this game, it literally wasn't even fair. South Carolina had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven players scoring double digits, which is insane. Um, Tahina Pow-Pow was the leading scorer with 14 points, and she also had eight assists. Chloe Kitts had 13 points and 10 rebounds. Camilla Cardoso had 12 points, 7 rebounds. Bree Hall had 12 points. Um, Johnson had 12 points and 7 rebounds. Ashlyn Watkins had 13 points, 11 rebounds. Full Wiley had 12 points, so it just wasn't even fair. They also shot 50% from three, in which South Carolina took 24 three-pointers in this game, which is definitely different to what they did last year as their system was literally just playing out of the inside. Um, what I find amazing is how many people attended this game in which they had over 16,000 people in this game, at this game in which the gym only holds 18,000. So they had about 90% of the stadium filled, which I, found ama- which I find amazing as more and more attention is coming to women's basketball, which is certainly needed. Um, the schedule ahead for the Gamecocks, they play Clemson on the 16th, South Dakota State on the 20th. They play Mississippi Valley State on the 24th. And then they play another ranked team in North Carolina on the 30th. So um, a good schedule looking ahead. All right, at the number seven seed in ESPN's eyes, we have Ohio State. I had Ohio State up super big at number three is where I had them ranked to start the season. And unfortunately, they had a terrible home opener in which they played against a ranked USC team in which we'll get to all the freshmen that have been going off as it's been insane. I think I'm only going to go over the top 10 here, um, at, like going over the games and everything. And then I'll speak a little bit about each team in the top 25 after that as I feel like I'm like already super far into this podcast. Um, but Ohio State, man, they lost in their home opener to USC. Not home opener, but their opener to the season. Season opener. They lost 83-74. to Gosh. J.C. Sheldon had herself a really good game. She had 28 points and 5 steals. She's a great defender, by the way. Um, T- Taylor Theory had 16 points, 8 rebounds. Somebody I was looking for more from was certainly Cody McMahon, as I was expecting a huge um, season for her, in which she still can. I was just saying I was expecting more from her in this game as well. She had seven points, five rebounds. Celeste Taylor, expecting some more out of her as well. She only had seven points. I cannot pronounce her last name, but it starts with an M. Mikolas... 
Sika, I think it's something like that. She had eight points and four rebounds, um, and that was literally it. They shot really bad, 39%, and then um, they also committed 23 fouls. They shot 23% from the three-point line, so it just was not a very good game for Ohio State, especially um, Celeste Taylor putting her into this lineup. I don't know. I think... I don't know what to think. I didn't watch this game, so I can't say. I just saw all the highlights and everything, and then Chuji Watkins going off, of course. Um, so Ohio State definitely expecting more from them. They did just finish playing IUPUI um, earlier this earlier today, in which they won this game, one hundred and eight to fifty eight, which they certainly needed. Um, Cody McMahon had herself a better game with twenty two points. Taylor Theory had twelve points. Both J.C. Sheldon and Celeste Taylor had 11 points. Mikkel Lassica had 10 points. Then off the bench, Parks had 12 points as well. So lots of scoring. Definitely want to up their three-point percentage, though, as they only shot 31% in this game. Okay, so Ohio State is 1-1 one one overall for their season to begin, which is very unfortunate. They play Boston College on the 16th and then East Carolina on the 20th. And Oklahoma State, who's an underrated team that might uh, get some eyes towards them this year, um, in which they play Ohio State on the 22nd. So, good schedule looking ahead. Okay, we then have... um, Actually, you know what? I think I'm going to stop there with going over each team's box scores. Um, But next... So, with Virginia Tech in general, they've had a pretty good start to the season. um, Although... I mean, they they beat High Point 94-55. to um, Georgia Moore, by the way, she is such an underrated point guard. You guys have to keep your eye out for her. She went crazy against Iowa. I believe she dropped like 31 or something like that. Um, but they did end up losing to Iowa, so they are 1-1, one one, but they are ranked the number 8 seed. I had Virginia Tech at number 5, so I had them really high and obviously above Iowa, which that is not happening now. Um... But I do think Virginia Tech is somebody to keep your eye out for. I mean, they kept it close. They kept it within four with Iowa, in which they were leading at some point or a couple points throughout the game. Um, they uh, Their upcoming schedule, they play Houston Christian on the 16th, UNC Greensboro on the 20th, and then they play a tough Kansas team on the 24th. I think Kansas is a super underrated team, by the way. You guys should keep your eye out for them. Um, and then they play Tulane on the 25th, and then they play LSU on the 30th. So make sure you keep your eye out for that LSU game. I bet you that's going to be a good one for sure. Um, and then next we have the number nine ranked Indiana, who ESPN has ranked at number nine. I had Indiana, have Indiana ranked at number eight, so pretty close within each other. Um, in this, they played their first game. They beat Eastern Illinois 96-43. to and they are currently playing um, a number 15-ranked Stanford team in which Stanford is currently winning 19-8 with three minutes left in the first quarter. Um, so make sure you keep your eyes open and updated for that game. They will be playing Murray State on the 17th, Lipscomb on the 19th, and then they play a ranked Tennessee on the 23rd. So nice schedule ahead for them. We then have number 10, Notre Dame. I'm actually really excited to talk about Notre Dame. I was really disappointed, though. I feel like they did the exact same thing last year, but they lost by 29 to South Carolina in the opener. Um, Very disappointing, 171 they lost. But they then played NJIT, and they won 104-57, to which is certainly expected. 
Um, in this game, okay, not in this game, sorry. The Notre Dame, oh my gosh, Hannah Hidalgo, Hidalgo, I told you guys at the beginning of the season, she's going to be one of the best freshmen in the game, and she certainly has been. She had like 31 against South Carolina, and then she dropped 26 against NJIT. She's definitely opening eyes. She is such a tough player. She like, what I found so surreal is she's such a small guard, but she, because I watched the South Carolina and Notre Dame game in the second half, but she hit a pull-up jumper over a 6'7", Camilla Cardoso, which is crazy. Imagine her, like, sh- shooting something like that with somebody two feet taller than you. It's pretty crazy. Um, upcoming, they have an interesting schedule. They play against Northwestern on the 15th. Then they play a ranked Illinois on the 18th. Um, two pretty easy games with Chicago State and Ball State. And then on the 29th, they'll play a ranked Tennessee. So pretty good games ahead for Notre Dame. Make sure you keep an eye out for this team, and hopefully they don't disappoint how they have been, how they did against South Carolina. <laughs> um, we then have a number 11 ranked Tennessee. Me, personally, I also had Tennessee ranked at number 11. So um, this is a good comparison, and we both certainly agree on this. In their first game for Tennessee, they beat Florida A&M 93-64. And then, guys, oh my gosh, Tennessee lost to Florida State 92-91. It was a close game, but I mean, still, what? How did they lose to Florida State? I know Rakea Jackson, who is pretty much carrying this team right now. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Tennessee did something similar to last year where they end up falling out of the rankings, but... Who knows, their tough um, stretch of games doesn't come up for a little bit longer. They play Memphis on the 13th and Troy on the 19th, and then the 23rd is when they start their tough stretch of games in which they face the number 9-ranked Indiana. Then on the 25th, they'll face Oklahoma. On the 29th, they'll face Notre Dame. And then on December 3rd, they'll face Ohio State. So that's a pretty tough stretch of games. I'll be interested to see how close they hang in there, if they end up winning a couple of those, or if they end up being blowouts. I guess we'll have to see. Okay, we then at number 12, um, ESPN has Ole Miss ranked at 12. I also had Ole Miss ranked pretty high at number 10, but unfortunately they started their season 1-1. One one. Oklahoma came up with an upset. I think Oklahoma is going to end up being in the rankings. Oklahoma is a pretty tough team. Um, they beat that Queens Liberty team um, 91 to 44, and then they lost to Oklahoma 80 to 70. But um, Ole Miss is a really exciting team to watch. I feel like they bring a lot of energy to the floor. Um, I don't know. They just play really, really hard, and they have a tough. They play really well defensively. Um, on the 15th, they'll face Temple. On the 18th, they'll face Howard, and on the 25th, they'll face Little Rock. So. Um, and then they'll face Louisville on the 29th, which will be their first um, opponent, like real opponent. No, not true. Oklahoma's a pretty good opponent. Never mind. Scratch that. I did not say that at all. <laughs> um, let's see. Speaking of Louisville, they're playing a really close game right now. Starting the fourth quarter, they're winning 63-58 to over DePaul. So pretty close game. Be interesting to see another upset. Okay, at number 13, ESPN has uh, the Texas Longhorns. Um, for me personally, I have the Texas Longhorns at number 14, so right next to each other. They had a great opener in which they beat Southern 80-35, to and then they won their second game over Liberty 75-57. to um, Honestly, Texas has a pretty easy schedule ahead of them up until December starts, 
in which they'll face UT Arlington on the 14th, Louisiana Tech on the 19th, Arizona State on the 23rd, High Point on the 24th, um, and then two more easy-ish games after that until they face UConn on December 3rd. Okay, at number 14, we have Maryland. I personally had Maryland slash have Maryland at number 17, which was honestly like pretty much expected on my end. They beat Harvard 98-75, to but then they had a huge loss to South Carolina today in which they lost 114-76, to another pretty embarrassing loss. And then they're going to go ahead and face UConn on the 16th. Both teams will be coming off a loss, so it'll definitely be a high-intensity game. So that's actually one you probably will definitely want to watch as both teams will be really upset. Um, after that, they'll face Syracuse on the 19th, who's a tough team, and then they'll face a ranked Washington State on the 23rd. So their next three games are really tough. They have a an opener. Um, their opening start – how do I say this? I always mess it up. Their opening to their season is definitely like a tough schedule. They have a tough start to their season. Thank you. That's what exactly what I was trying to find. At number 15, we have Stanford, in which they beat Hawaii 87-40 to in their first game, and they are currently playing in number 9, Indiana, right now. Currently, um, at the end of the first quarter, Stanford is winning 26-15. to Stanford, I don't know. I'm not expecting too much of them this season. I personally have um, Stanford. Where do I have them? Do I have Stanford, like, not even ranked at all? Shoot. Guys, I don't even have Stanford in the top 20. I definitely have them in the top 25, but not in the top 20. I thought that since they lost so many of their stars and everything that they wouldn't be as good. Um, but that's just me personally. I also got a lot of hate on that one. Um, they play Cal Poly on the 16th, and then they'll play a tough Duke team on the 19th, and they got some pretty easy games after that. So um, an easy start to their season, in my opinion, outside of this Indiana game, in which we'll see if they pull off a win here or not. Okay, at number six, oh shoot, did I click the wrong team? Okay, at number 16, ESPN has North Carolina. Um, me personally, North Carolina, I do not, oh, just kidding, I have them ranked number 19. Um, North Carolina had a good start to their season. They beat Gardner-Webb 102 to 49, so put up some big numbers. And then at 3 o'clock my time, which is 6 o'clock Eastern, they face Davidson today, so definitely expecting a win out of them. They got some easy games coming up, and then they'll face a tough South Carolina on the um, November 30th, so definitely keep an eye out, as that'll be a really high-scoring game, in my opinion. North Carolina plays at a really fast pace. I love watching that school play. Okay, at number 17, we have Louisville. Louisville is currently 1-0 to start the season. I just gave you the update. They're playing DePaul right now, which is a seven-point game now. They're up 67-60 to with eight minutes and 48 seconds left in the fourth. Um, in their first game, they did beat Cincinnati, although it was kind of close. It was 77-59 to they won, so... I'm interested to see Louisville. I feel like this is one. Of, this team's kind of like a question mark to this year. They're still ranked, even though they lost Haley Van Lith, but they did add in some big transfers. One of them being Jada Curry from Cal, who's a pretty big transfer. Um, and they also had Sydney Taylor. I forgot where she transferred from, but I do know she's a transfer. Um, so they got some transfers in. Interested to see how they keep up this season for sure. 
Um, at number 18, we have Florida State, who's had an excellent start to their season. I don't even think, yeah, I don't even have Florida State ranked in the top 20, in my opinion. Um, I didn't think, wasn't expecting too much from them. Um, but they beat Charleston Southern 99-63. to Then they obviously just beat the number 11 ranked Tennessee 92-91. to They have um, a five-day rest, actually, until they face Florida on the 17th, then some easy games. Um, then on December 10th, they'll face a UCLA. So I'm interested to see if they keep it close within that or not. So we'll have to see on that one. At number 19, we have Baylor. Do I have Baylor ranked? I don't think I do. Oh, actually, I do. I have Baylor ranked at number 13. They basically have everybody returning this year. So I felt like this would be like a really good team. Um, I believe the only piece that they really lost was Caitlin Bickle. Um, in this squad as she just graduated so they did beat southern 85 to 53 in their opener and then they face a number five utah on the 14th so make sure you tune in for that game um then they'll end up playing a couple easy games in which they'll then face oregon on december 3rd so should be some good games for baylor although last year they did end up like just laying an egg in a couple of their games um, so hopefully they don't pull that off this year as I feel like that would certainly not help them at all. All right, at number 20, we have uh, Colorado. For me, personally, I have Colorado ranked at number 16, so I definitely had them higher. Um, they beat the insane, had an insane win in their opener. They beat LSU 92-78, to and then they blew out Lemoyne 97-38. to I wouldn't be surprised if Colorado ends up making the top 10 after this week when the new rankings come out. There's been so many upsets already, like the, the amount of changes that are going to be made in the AP poll coming out um, tomorrow is going to be crazy. So make sure you keep your eye out for that. Um, Colorado will face Oklahoma State tomorrow, or not tomorrow, at 6 o'clock Eastern time today. So hopefully they can pull off another win, as that will certainly help them. Um, and which then... They'll play some easy games, and then they'll have to play back-to-back-to-back days. They'll play on the 23rd, they'll play Cincinnati. On the 24th, they'll play Kentucky. And on on the 25th, they'll play against NC State. So they got a lot of games coming up soon. Okay, at number 21, we have USC, who's had an excellent start to their season. I have USC at number 12, in which they'll certainly be up higher than number 21 on the AP poll coming up as they did beat Ohio, the number seven Ohio State in their opener, 83 to 74, in which um, Juju Watkins has been incredible. She is, current, she is a freshman for this USC squad, but she was just been going off. She's literally through two games already averaging 25 points per game, um, which is basically the same number she was putting up in high school. And then they played against FGCU in which they won this game 67-51. to They do have some easy games coming up for a while until they face UCLA on the 30th. Um, so let's hope they can go 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 8-0 eight on their next upcoming games, which will put them at 10-0 until they face UCLA, which should be a great matchup. Okay, um, at number 22, um, in ESPN's opinion, we have Creighton. I don't know too much about Creighton this year. Actually, I'll have to do some research on them. But I don't have Creighton ranked anywhere in my top 20. Um, they did beat North Dakota State 75-52. to And then they, bet, they beat South Dakota 81-55. to um, They'll face 
Green Bay on the 16th, Nebraska on the 19th. Um, the next time they face a ranked team, um, at least a currently ranked team, will be UConn on January 3rd. So they still have a while. I wouldn't be surprised if Creighton sticks in the bottom part of the uh, AP poll um, up until they play some, uh, like, a ranked teams, if that makes sense. Okay, at number 23, we have Illinois, who unfortunately, like, they weren't ranked to start the season, I don't think, and then they ended up losing to Marquette, for, which was, like, not good at all. Illinois, um, I did not have Illinois ranked in my top 20 either. <laughs> Shoot, I didn't have a lot of teams ranked in my top 20. Um, but they beat Moorhead State 81-61, to and then they just lost 71-67 to to Marquette. They'll face St. Peter's on the 15th, and then they'll face a ranked Notre Dame on the 18th. So hopefully they could keep it somewhat close there. Um, I don't know. We'll have to see. Okay. Then we have Washington State ranked at 24. I see Washington State playing well this year, in my opinion, actually. They beat Cal Poly 78-61 to in their first game, and then they beat a great win over Gonzaga, 77-72. to Next time they'll face a ranked team will be the number 14, Maryland, on the, the 23rd. So hopefully they could get a win there, which will put them up um, pretty high. But I like Washington State this year. I think they battle like no one else, um, like no other team does. Oh, and by the way, Washington State, I personally have Washington State at number 20. So pretty equivalent to what um, ESPN has them. Then at number 25 in the AP poll, we have the Mississippi State Bulldogs. I personally love Mississippi State this year. I have them ranked at number 15, in which that then covers everybody that's on my rankings. Um, but Mississippi State, they started off the year 3-0. They don't face a uh, ranked team until South Carolina on January 7th, but they do have a tough game coming up against Miami on the 29th. Um, but to start their year, they beat Alcorn State 77-42. to They beat Southeastern Louisiana 67-46. to And then Jacksonville State 84-45. to So um, a good start to the season for Mississippi State in general. Um, I think they're going to be a team you definitely want to look out for as I think they got a bright season ahead of them. Okay, so that is the start Whew, that is the start to women's college basketball. Um, two other teams that, in my opinion, you have to look out for. <clears throat> or actually, three other teams. Duke, in my opinion, I think that they should be ranked as well. I don't have them um, up there, but they've had a good start to their season. They're currently 2-0. They'll face um, Stanford on the 19th, so that's a game you'll want to look out for. If they went there, I think they definitely deserve a, um, a top 25 ranking. Another team you want to look out for is Oklahoma. Like I said before, they should certainly be ranked. And I think after beating a ranked Ole Miss, um, this they're 3-0. They beat a ranked Ole Miss. They play. They actually have a tough schedule coming up in which they play Virginia on the 19th, Princeton on the 23rd, and then Tennessee on the 25th. But I think Oklahoma, de Oklahoma Sooners deserve to be ranked um, with these new rankings coming out tomorrow. And lastly, Michigan is another team you want to look out for. They're currently 1-0. They beat Purdue FW 80-61. Um, they'll play a ranked team in Illinois on the 10th. So somebody you want to – that's a team you want to look out for for sure. All right, you guys. So that is all I had for you today. That was a ton of information. Um, we have an amazing start to the NCAA season. 
Um, certainly a lot of upsets already, so make sure you stay tuned for those rankings coming out tomorrow as it'll be changing up a ton. Um, but yeah, make sure you just keep your eyes open, keep watching women's basketball. I know women's basketball is attracting more and more attention every day, which I find just amazing and which all these women certainly deserve. So keep your eye out and keep watching women's basketball for sure. All right. Well, that's all I had. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. That now wraps up episode 132 of the Tatiana Harness podcast.